You're listening to I Feel For You, and this is episode 71. Rest in unrest, things I'm doing to protect my energy in 2020 and 2021, where I'm sharing ideas about surviving these times with joy, rest, ease, and tenderness. I'm Dion, a writer, installation artist, yoga, somatic movement and embodiment teacher, DJ, amongst other things. In short, I create events and experiences for the community to feel more space, more at home in their bodies and more free, using modalities like art, sound, VR, nature, writing and feelings. First off, thank you so much for listening to and supporting this podcast. Special shout out to my Patreon fam who helped make this possible. And if anything resonates with you in this episode, please feel welcome to pass it on and perhaps even share it with a friend. Maybe take a moment to like and review the show. It means so much and I'd really appreciate it. Now on to today's episode, which is a piece I wrote for Vox magazine in Norway around September 2020. And you know, it was quite a year. I felt I wanted to offer some more words on rest, something I've been exploring on my own journey. And as many of you know, and who listen to this show, rest has been a major part of my work and offering since 2010. But to be honest, longer than that. And for a taste, you can head back to the 90s and early noughties with me in a previous podcast. I'll link for you in the show notes. I'm certain this journey has been a lifelong learning moment for me at least and I expect that will continue to evolve and I really hope that some of the ideas that I'm sharing today might be useful in supporting someone out there to feel more at ease with their own relationship with rest as well as offer some tips in how we can access this necessary tonic. Particularly during these times, I believe rest is a powerful liberation practice, not just for ourselves, but for our communities. So I hope this envelopes you in soft duvets of tenderness, lets you soak in your own rest fantasies and encourages you to make them accessible and real. I really hope you enjoy the episode. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor and some style. Words from the late Maya Angelou. 2020 is a whew, particularly for black folks. Performative solidarity by brands, organizations and individuals who have harmed but now suddenly realize that you're alive and want to show that they care because it pays, be it in monetary or cultural capital, and is trendy for now. It's what everyone else is doing after all, positioning and virtue signaling as if it were a competitive sport. But already, less than two months on, and where are they? Where's the apology for their misstep, their countless macro and microaggressions, the racism we had to and continue to endure? Reparations? Unlikely. A scroll back to what feels like years ago, June 2020 on their timeline, we find their only evidence of crumbs of care before rapidly returning to, quotation marks, the new normal in every respect. 
So how do we deal with the aftermath of the very real burn incurred by faux solidarity? Existing in 2020 is to be in a world with the violence and harm of not just one, but two global pandemics, COVID-19 and racism, a virus within a toxic dominant system, which is harmful to our health and a danger to our lives. Not to mention the exhausting dance of political pantomimes which have been hard to not be pulled around by, pushing our screen time limits above and beyond capacity, drip-fed doom yet keeping hopeful for change, even if only a drip of possibility. The world is counting on it. How do we find strength and comfort, ease, tenderness, and dare I say, joy? For me, it's about remembering who came before and knowing that this is not new. None of it. We've been here before and it's unlikely to be over for a long time. So we have to be in this for the long haul. And in order to survive, we must find ways to preserve our energy, to take care of ourselves, to tend to our wounds, to rest, or at least learn to. I'm now 40 and still learning how to do that. It's a process, one hell of a process, which, if I'm honest about, is as delicious as it is excruciating. Because in a world that often feels like it doesn't want you to win or rest, it's radical to say, I'm taking this time to restore, to prioritize myself, to take up space, to be all that I am and reconnect with the things that are meaningful to me, my life and this body. So I guess that takes me to the first offering for surviving these times with joy, rest, ease and tenderness. Rest. Do you know how vital rest is for every part of your being? Rest is the way our bodies cannot just maintain all functions, but also heal. Healing feels paramount in such challenging times. I realize there can be all kinds of resistance which rears its head when we think about rest. Perhaps things like, that's lazy, or I'm too busy, I've got too much to do to even think about it, or the infamous, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Sound familiar? But the thing is, in order to keep being and showing up in a world that quite often tries to overlook and oppress you, rest is resistance. Claiming your body and being as well as taking care of yourself is the ultimate radical act. We cannot show up for others on this journey unless we tend to ourselves first. I'm sure you're aware of the reminder of putting on your own oxygen mask first so that you can breathe and then help others. So let's talk to the resistance, shall we? Is it really lazy to do what your body is made to do? Rest enables the function of every single system in your body. It's the best thing we can do for our immunity, our emotions, our fatigue. Because we sure are acquainted with fatigue this year, huh? Allowing or giving ourselves permission can be a first step in our practice of rest as resistance. Sure, we might have an aversion to it, but we could invite the question, where does that come from? Is that an idea put onto you from a white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchal, heteronormative culture obsessed with productivity? If you're anything like me, your family struggles with the idea of rest too. You might have also grown up with the constant echo 
You have to work twice or three times as hard to get anywhere in this world. You've learned to go above and beyond, to be exceptional, no excuses. It's a lot to unpack some days. I catch myself in the trance of doing, never enoughness. And that dialogue simply has no time for rest, darling. Speaking of time, a concept used as a tool by dominant culture to squeeze and expect every ounce of you. Profits, baby. But hey, it's okay if this is you too. We're in this together and can resist these ideas together too. I know we have to eat and pay bills and all, but we must be real about our capacity for output particularly when our input is severely imbalanced. Rest can actually mean better function, brain, body, the whole cake. And rest doesn't have to look like sleeping, but it might do. We'll explore that shortly. Rest can be anything that enables you to feel at ease by any means necessary. Rest can be implemented in tiny ways throughout your day. It doesn't have to mean you surrender all your commitments, although if that feels enticing, I'd urge you to explore how you can create some time off for yourself, or as I like to think of it, time in. Obviously, I'm referring to a meme here, so for meme commentary, you're going to have to go to the show notes. Okay, back to rest. Rest can look different depending on what I need on any given day. It can look like taking a soak in a bath or listening to a great piece of music or reading before I get out of bed and zoom into the day, or moving more slowly because I'm tired, or staying in bed and working from the bed office, or saying, you know what, I'm exhausted, I need a day or a few days, and stage an emergency intervention. Feel good films, food and solo festivities, a break, naps are encouraged, By implementing moments of rest into our days, it enables us to pause from the incessant speed of things. Remember what I said about time? If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that every construct is a movable feast. Impossibilities are possibilities. Rest, beloved. Let's take a sidetrack a moment into the next territory. Sleep. Sleep is, of course, a form of rest. But I wanted to get into this a little bit with you because I wonder, how are you sleeping? I don't like to assume, but bearing in mind we're living through a global pandemic and surely one of the most stressful and traumatic moments in our living history. So I'm going to take a guess that sleep could be an issue for you right now. For some, feeling tired no matter how much shut-eye they get can be a reaction to processing difficult information. Totally understandable. For others, and this is something I see most commonly, Sleep is a fair-weather friend, elusive, difficult, also understandable. And to those going through it, I feel for you. I'd like, if I may, to offer some suggestions that could help with your sleep hygiene. First of all, notice. We did that part. You checked in, analysed your relationship with sleep. I'd encourage you to keep a sleep log and make it really simple like Note what time you went to bed and what time you woke up. This is helpful for your next steps. There are some very simple adjustments you can make based on the information you have. Things like looking at when you go to bed and what you're doing when you head to bed. Netflix until you drift off and wake up in haste and find you're in series three of a show? I feel you. Want the bad news first? 
It's what you already know. Light, specifically blue light, that light that emits from your laptop, phone and so on, is going to mess with your sleep. I'm sorry. But a loophole could be installing something like Flux or Screen Shader. You can find those on Google Chrome, for example. But in case you don't, you could look for alternatives. There's also special glasses you can get, which reduce the amount of blue light that you receive from these kinds of devices. Adjusting the amount of blue light that reaches your brain is not a substitute for emitting light completely, of course. And ideally, I'd recommend avoiding screens 90 minutes before bed. I know, I'm sorry again, but try it. Try it for a day and see how it works for you or not. Another idea is to look at the time you're going to bed and the amount of sleep you're getting. In an ideal world, eight hours is good. Eight quality hours. That is as minimally uninterrupted as possible and also in sync with nature and waking when it starts to get light. Which leads me to the realities of living in Norway in the colder, darker months. Two things on that, and this applies to anyone living in the Northern Hemisphere that is currently experiencing winter. Number one, do you have a sad light? Before I got one, I used to go into stores that sold them and stand there for 10 minutes each day. So that's an idea if they aren't in budget. But obviously we are currently in lockdown. So mm. I acquired a very affordable one. It was a very small one. So some would argue that it's not that great. I've been using it now for a couple of years and so far so good. It helps. It's not the same as sunlight, but you know, when sunlight is hard to get, you'll do what it takes to get something good, right? (laughs) Also, number two. Do you take vitamin D? Particularly my brown friends. Cod liver oil is a lifestyle in Norge, right? But if you, like me, can't bear the taste, I'd recommend krill oil as a substitute. I also take drops of vitamin D all year round because I'm brown. But of course, you know, consult with your doctor, eh? Because, you know, health. But particularly if you're brown, pay extra attention to your vitamin D levels during this time of year. So Norway has a special kind of climate, and yes, I'm being kind, but I wrote more on what has helped me to survive the cold, dark months in the mountains in a blog post, which, yes, I will link for you in the show notes. I hope it helps. So other quickfire ideas for those of you struggling to sleep. I need some kind of, like, countdown music. (laughs) Okay, avoid eating a heavy meal two hours before bed. Thanks to Bo Forbes for that one and her masterclasses, which have been really helpful for me over these years. There's a lot of information about this stuff out there in the ether, in real life and on the internet. So obviously do your own research here, but I've used myself as a kind of guinea pig for these and these are definitely helping me out. So yeah, just a disclaimer that this is just, these are offerings, so take them or leave them. Okay, next, try some gently soothing movement to unwind from your day. Tender self-massage with your hands or using tennis balls to roll on yourself can be a good way to go. I've got some videos on that if you're interested. And any kind of rolling around that feels good. So, you know, I've got tips and videos that I make in case they're helpful. A YouTube channel with lots of options for you to pick and mix. Again, I will link you in the show notes to those. You could try sleeping in socks and also try using a weighted blanket. I don't have a weighted blanket, but I have thick blankets and I, (laughs) 
kind of layer them up to make weight. <laughs> I find that's helpful. So yeah, I know there are official weighted blankets and lots of people say that they are brilliant. Good for you, I'd say, but uh, you know, if your budget doesn't stretch, some offerings for me. I also use like big jumpets as well and just shove them <laughs> to the bottom of the bed. Anyway, um, you're getting a picture now. Maybe that's too intimate. Anyway, it's fine. We're friends. Are we? I don't know. That's too intimate. I don't know. Anyway, boundaries. Here we go. Last one. Eye pillows. Eye pillows can be really soothing and you could substitute an eye pillow for a flannel or a small towel or even a sock with some rice in it. Dry rice, obviously, and um, obviously tie up the sock as well because, <laughs> you know, it gets messy. Um, but that could be a really great way to go if you don't have access to an eye pillow. So in summary, your sleep routine is personal, a ritual of your own. So make it work and feel good for you. I've also added, well, I say added, I stumbled across a really old post I wrote. I don't even know when I wrote it. I think it was 2019. That's not really old, but you know, it was some time ago. And you know, when I did that thing on finishing it and never sharing it ever, <laughs> so borrowing it somewhere, but hey, I'll share it with you. It's a post called my current bedtime routine obviously things might have changed a little bit due to the pandemic but it's kind of mostly the same to be honest it's kind of mostly the same yeah so um i'll share that for you in the show notes as well in case that's interesting and again just a disclaimer i'm never into the idea of telling anyone what to do this is just um I don't know. I don't know about you. I find it interesting to hear rituals that other people use and um, to hear about their routines and what works for them. I just find it interesting. So yeah, again, take it or leave it. So let's move on to naps. Naps are an accessible way to play with the practices of sleep and or rest. And I came to naps late. I mean, to nap during the day was unheard of, darling. Even when I lived in countries that had siestas as practice and tropical climates to contend with, I'd still push through, persevering. For what? For what? That's my terrible impression of Eartha Kitt. You know what I'm talking about. My favourite clip ever. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, head to the show notes and all will be revealed. Um, just the best, the best video, the best uplifting and comforting clip from an interview with Eartha Kitt. So naps, yes, now I'm converted, albeit involuntarily. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, which meant my body said no, and no, very loudly, and yelled for naps. And so here we are, 2020, and my current nap delicacy is nicknamed the 30 mins. And it is just that, a 30-minute respite in the day, usually after lunch, and tends to be accompanied by some sort of series or film. And I'll link you to what I've been watching lately. Um, but just to recap, I'm very into transport. Um, always have been. It's not just a pandemic thing. Um, I'm into trains. I am. Um, I'm into watching planes land. Um, <laughs> I'm into people holding cameras on them and walking around the streets. I know maybe there's some kind of moralistic question mark around that, but um, I like to feel um, that I am somewhere experiencing something. Don't we all kind of? The nap, the afternoon aperitif, a safe zone to come back home, recenter, reset, and practice rest as resistance in another way. Need some extra encouragement for nap time? 
Okay, you could head to resources like the Black Power Naps. I know I've been talking about them so much over the years, but I think what they do is great. And also the Nap Ministry, who you might have already heard of, um, for further pep talks. So of course, this stuff is not new. We understand that we need to be as rested as we can be in order to be as well as we can be. So I guess I'd just like to remind you, in a year where the heaviness is particularly intense, it's not yours to carry. And in this journey towards liberation, we need you to be you. And so when you've had time to restore with rest and feel more you, you'll have more energy to return to the mission where it's not just focused on surviving, but thriving. Not just ourselves, but our entire community. So here's to freedom, rest, ease, joy, and nourishment. And I often refer to this ever true and encouraging wisdom from Audre Lorde from back in 1988. The quote, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. In solidarity, take care of you. And for tools and further resources, I've put together a recommended reading list, which I really hope will encourage you on the journey. And you can find that over in the show notes. If you head to ifeelforyoupodcast.com, this is episode 71. You can also just head to my site, dion.space, where you'll find all the goods. And you can expect things like my zine of feelings to explore around your relationship with rest. There's a podcast specifically on your relationship with rest, with creative activities. There's some ideas and prompts for self-care ideas to reclaim your day. There's my radio show with what I hope is a musical balm for your bits. A whole word on reclaiming pleasure with loads of resources there plus links to other sources from folks who've inspired my rest journey along the way, including Jenny O'Dell. There's also some free practices to videos that I've made. I hope these videos help you feel more rested, more at home in your body and more free. So let me know how you go. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I've missed you.